When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Brain again, and he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Hello and welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me. I'm Charles and it's season preview time. I'm delighted to say that both Neil and Jeffy are here with me today. Hello, guys. Hello, hello. New season. Exciting. Jeffy, are you excited as well? Jeffy's so excited. Jeffy's so excited. She has <laughs> collapsed with excitement. <laughs> just, you know that Simpsons episode where Homer takes a weird thing and ends up running around on the floor in circles. That's what Jeffy's doing right now. <laughs> hello. Hey, hello. How are oh, you? She's back. I'm she's back. She's well, I didn't go anywhere. I was just listening. Oh, oh, oh good. You know, so you know, you, you know, you're part of it, Jeffy. You can't just listen. <laughs> yeah. This is Can't, true. Kind of have to answer questions when I say how things like how are I, you? Jeffrey? I I'm great. How are you? <laughs> good. I'm really good. Really marvelous. Really good. We're uh, back. Is, we are back. This is going to be so fun. It really refreshed. Is. I can't look forward. Oh, I was so looking forward to this. Neil sounds like he's literally had a bath and splashed some water on his face and is now ready and, and I'm waiting. Ready. I've begin. enjoyed my break. I'm ready. Cobblers starts on Saturday. <laughs> NFL training camp starts on Tuesday. It's all happening. It's all I've happening. D- guys, I've delayed my trip to Disney for the first game of the season. Incredible. That's amazing. <laughs> Seriously, that's that's commitment. That for, and not only me, I've made the entire family leave a day later. To Our be first fair, game's Hartlepool at home, right? Colchester. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I thought it was Colchester. <laughs> And I, yeah. there was a, a couple when I was in work the other day. A couple of the lads in there were like, "Who have you got first game?" And I was like, "Colchester at home." And then when I drove past Sixfields, it said Hartlepool, and I was like, "Am I going mad?" <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it's good. Good start. So I mean, blue and white stripes. Similar. 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 Yeah. Different. Mm. Different parts of the country, but never mind. Very Look, different parts of the country. <laughs> before we get started, a big thank you to all of our Patreon members uh, who've helped keep it's all cobblers to me going. Your support has allowed us to come back once again for a fifth season yes 
This is our fifth season of doing this nonsense. Uh, we love doing the podcast and the money that you provide to us. It allows us to keep it going. And we really enjoy also doing the extra episodes that you get there too. So thank you guys. Thank you so much to all of you. If you want to join them, patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. But that's not Advert. what we're here for. Advert done. Uh, right. Let's get going. Uh, first off, I know we're all excited. And... I don't know. This seems to be um, maybe excitement has started to be tempered. I don't know. A, a few weeks that's, ago, that's we were all Danny. feeling great. Is it just Danny? Danny on the WhatsApp groups. He's had a wobble, hasn't he? He has had a wobble. Bless him. We were I'm all of us on. were like, we're we're going to win the league. And yeah, then Danny I'm still went, on that. Mm, not sure. No, I'm on the doing an invincibles like Arsene Wenger's team. <laughs> That's where I am, and nothing else will convince me until around four forty-five on Saturday. Okay, <laughs> so I am at, right now. I am full on. We're going to win the league. We're going to smash them all. But obviously, I, yeah, Jeffy, I cannot wait until the Sunday after the Colchester game <laughs> podcast. I'm not on it. You're, I'm at Disney. Oh no! I was going to say, and you're apoplectic with rage <laughs> and demanding and suspecting that we're going to get relegated and why is us? Send us a voice note. Oh, I'll send him many voice notes. From Disney while on the rides. <laughs> yes. Do it then. Brilliant. <laughs> I, I'd like that. Um, so the summer, we, we did do a pod a couple of weeks back about some of the signings and stuff, but I want to get your thoughts first of all on how you're feeling about the Cobblers' chances for the new season. You know, if we, if we put it all together, you know, the players that stayed, the new signings that were made, the fixture list and what other, you know, things have been going on in either life or the Cobblers or whatever, how do you guys feel about it? I know you're excited to get it started, but... Are we feeling good about what's to come, or are we feeling anxious? A bit of trepidation in there. What are we? What are we aiming for? Do you think? So I think there's a few elements to what our season could unfold as. Mm. I think there's a few reasons to be really positive, and there. Obviously, I've just. In one breath, I've just said, "Oh, we're going to win the league." But obviously, with a, with a sensible mind here, mm. there's a f- there's a few things that come into consideration. Um, the first one, I think, and probably the most important one, is we kind of knew we were going to lose Roberts, so that was done and dusted, and that's fine. But generally speaking, we haven't lost the nucleus of that team really, and we haven't had that or been in that position for a long, long time. Mm. We we tended to have leaked players. So I think it's really important that we haven't done that. The other thing in terms of squad is that what we've bought on paper looks to be really high quality players. Problem you have with that, though, is that if you've bought a squad of high quality players and they don't work with each other, you might find yourself in a little bit of bother. If it works, it can be absolutely fantastic. On the other side of things that doesn't kind of include the actual football of it, I think we are in a vulnerable position in terms of the fact that we potentially could have a bit of a hangover from last season or what we could have is we really want this motivation and we have this Mm. motivation to go on and get promotion after what has happened. And there's no greater revenge than doing that in a fantastic style. 
problem is we have to, like you say, Charles, temper that excitement a little bit and allow that time. Problem is there is less patience going to be afforded this year on the back of last year. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, the the thing you talked about, Roberts, and not, I genuinely just went, oh, yeah, he used to play for us. <laughs> really weirdly how, like, a few weeks have gone past and I'm already, I'm, I'm actually okay with the fact that he's gone because I think we've replaced him well. I mean, okay, I've not seen, you know, any of the new people, the new signings in action myself. But as you say, Jeffy, on paper, it does sound like they're, they're quality additions. Um, are, you, are you still pining for Roberts Neil, or are you a bit like me? It's fine. We're going to be okay. Liam who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm not, I'm not pining for Roberts at all. Uh, he was only here a season. Yeah, he was a good goalkeeper, mm. but he wasn't here long enough for me to shed a tear or anything like that. He, no. Yeah, he was great, obviously. He had a fantastic season, but is he a club legend? No. Is he? He's no Sam Hoskins. Is what I'm saying. He's definitely uh, no Sam Hoskins. Right. <laughs> uh, I would say I know Jeffy's gone balls deep in. We're going to win the league and be invincible. Uh, I would temper it a little bit. I think playoffs is probably a, a as the squad stands at the minute, and I think we're going to have a little chat, aren't we, about what potential we may where we still may need to add. Mm. Um, for me, I think as it stands at the moment, I would say we're playoff fish. Um, and I know we'll talk a bit about League Two anyway. Uh, but yeah, I think comfortable with the business we've done this summer so far. I think we've replaced what we've lost and we've upgraded in, in a few areas as well. You just never know. <laughs> it looks on the face of it that we're in for a bit of a change of style and formation, doesn't it? So that comes with its own risks. It's not like we're just, so it's not a continuation of last season and the formula that we found last season. It's going to be interesting, but I think we've got, mm. we've got the makings of a good team. I think the, uh, the word evolution has been used, hasn't it, a lot. Keith Kerr used to say it. But I think John Brady... Keith Kerr said a lot, though, Charles. He did, to be fair. He, used, he said <laughs> a lot. Um, but I think John Brady's always been quite open and honest in the fact that, you know, a football team is never complete. It's always evolving. And you've got to adapt. And it's one of those things. You can't just go and... I think we all know that John Brady would like to play what he would coin as being bums-off-seats football. Um, exciting, lots of passing it and, you know, whether that's direct or short, it'll be a mixture, won't it? The the whole thing is that it it should be attacking. Well, you know, we definitely saw last season that it was exciting football at times, but there were also a pro, and, and I think probably more times where we had to, you know, just, play the game. I know that sounds so cliche, doesn't it? But, you know, you can't always go out there and, and, and just go and do what you want to do. But that comes down to, a lot of the time, who you've got in the squad. And I yeah, think... hampered by... Yeah. That yeah. evolution of that squad. I, you, we're starting to see, with the players that are coming in, you're starting to see a, a framework. You're starting to see a kind framework. of... Framework? Do you know what I mean? Um, uh, you know, it's like a... You understand the type of player is coming in because they fit a particular mould. Yeah, and I'm with you. Whereas before, 
under, say, Keith Curl, there was an awful lot of emphasis put on it being the right character, wasn't it? That was almost, <laughs> looking back, you sort of think about it and you go, did he basically just say, well, we get the right characters in because we can't afford anyone that's actually good at football? Yeah, I think so. And it was basically, is anyone going to give me give me trouble? Mm. No, right, sign him. Yes, don't want him. Don't want to deal with it. I'm the big man around here. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this time you can you can see, yes, yes, they've still got to fit into the group. I mean, we had a fantastic dressing room last season by the sounds of it, uh, by the looks of it, especially on Mitch Piddock's Instagram. <laughs> you know, they all seemed to really get on well with each other, had a good laugh, and there was that good spirit. So you definitely want people that are going to come in and embrace that and and be welcomed into that environment. But at the same time, you look at some of the players, you know, Danny Hilton, we know he's got quality there. I know he's, uh, you know, towards the end of his career now. Everyone, Everyone's been really excitedly chatting about people like Kieran Bowie, is it? We'll have that discussion, Bowie, Bowie. Um, and uh, who's the other one? The defender, Sam Shering as well. Lots of excitement about their potential and about how and much the, they're the, liked. Yeah, and, and the thing to call out on that, actually, obviously, I was about to say, they're all of a really good age, not including Danny Hilton. <laughs> um, <laughs> good age! Yeah, great age. Um, <laughs> but it's nice, I think, the recognition for the club mm. that we do develop players and we do improve their careers and you get starting to see the drip effect of that now where players are wanting to come to cobblers because we do a good job of improving them and, and moving their careers forward which we've done with numerous different players and, and that's a really positive thing that's i think that's certainly what was indicated with the, the sharing signing mm. wasn't it that he yeah. was wanted by i think it was even cheltenham and a few others wasn't it in the league above but mm. he chose to come here probably on slightly less money and but for the best the best like move for his career where it is now and stuff. And that's really good. That That's a positive and that will help us moving forward as well. Because I think there's another, it might, by the time this comes out, it might even be signed. Martin is a loanee. Apparently we've won the race to sign a loanee from Fulham. Yeah. Another one. Because isn't Bowie, is Bowie from Fulham? Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's all right i think he's from fulham yeah he is i've just checked yeah okay uh, what was the other one what was the other guy's name i can't remember is this the one that you've messaged about at us about yeah we'll find it but there's also rumors that tyler mcglore is coming back isn't it yeah um i mean <laughs> we joked didn't we or daddy Wanted him in midfield until he got injured and had to go back. He to went the... in midfield he really did, yeah. for 19 minutes before <laughs> the unspeakable happened. But do you think that's what Brady's getting him back in for? Because obviously I, I there's people so. worried that he might be replacing somebody that might be leaving. Well, I mean, you've got this all about balance, isn't it? If one leaves, the other has to come in and cover. It's a bit like the the defensive situation at the moment with McGowan, isn't it? We know we've got someone to cover there. Um, it's just just a balance. It's a pendulum constantly, and I think I would like to see him back personally because I think he's a very mobile player. And annoyingly and unfortunately, we didn't get to see. I don't think the best of him because that first twenty minutes before he got injured was actually a, a, a good reflection of what he could do. Mm. And it was also very frustrating in that match that we were already one nil down because I think had it have been nil nil, that game would have been totally different. 
Yeah. Brighton. Was talking about Bristol Rovers. Brighton. Brighton. Thanks, Neil. Throw, throw names in. Good. It wasn't Fulham. It was Brighton. Mark Brighton. Leonard. Ah, there you go. That's the name. That was the name. Well that done. That was the name. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> We're just going to start shouting out that. names of seaside towns. Mm. <laughs> Blackton. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> Uh, Although that no, I would, stopped. I doubt that there'd be a footballer come from watch it. We're far too far me here. Robin Hood's Bay. <laughs> uh, I've enjoyed it. Formby. Um, any more for anyone? Lovely. Uh, really, really good. I, I think that there's a lot to be positive about, isn't there, for this season, going into this season? I mean, we do it every year, and I think, I think we do as as Cobblers fans. And and tell me that I'm wrong. But I think we do Happily. believe that we are uh, a big club in this division. That, not the biggest, but a big club in this division that should always be at the top end of it each season. Yeah, I was going to say that the way I, how I look forward to a season is first. First question I always ask myself as a fan is: Have I got any concern that we'll get relegated? No, mm. I haven't. Which is a great starting point. I don't think there's any way we'll, we'll be bad enough or that will happen barring a weird set of circumstances. Um, next question I ask is, have we, do I feel like as a team, we've got enough to at least push for the playoffs? Yes, we have. Good. That's all I want. So I think, yeah, it's going to be an interesting and topsy-turvy season. It would be nice mm. for once if we didn't start slow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can you imagine oh. if Saturday if we come out and just absolutely smash them 5-0? Well, that the the that the danger of that is then then expectations go through. Them. Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. I'll take a, a last minute goal to make it two one. That'd yeah, be fun, wouldn't too. it? We'd have me some too. plastic chair situations, wouldn't we? <laughs> I'd enjoy. I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? I mean, you look through, you know, who we've got those first few fixtures, and I, you want to get off to the best possible start. But then everybody wants exactly the same, don't they? That's that's such a make cliche. A, make a bold statement, Charles. Make a bold you? statement there. Everyone wants to win every game. <laughs> what? But, I mean, it's not... It's Like, I look at it and I go, right, if we take the first five games, so it's Colchester, Grimsby, Hartlepool, Crawley and Crew, right, in the league. I think out of those, on paper, you look at it and you just go, well, we should be looking to win most of those. Colchester are shite, aren't they? Let's be honest. They've barely got a team, I don't think, at the moment. They've got no money. Yeah. So their their manager was piped up in the BBC interview, didn't he, where he was saying, basically, we're going to have to be creative because we haven't really got enough of a squad and we haven't got enough money to buy anyone. Yeah. Yeah, they've only made three signings so far. And, and also, they've literally just sold Jamal George, their, their goalkeeper, to Livingston. Oh, he's got it north. So uh, that's, yeah, going to be... Grimsby will be tough. They'll be on a high right from the players mm-hmm. and stuff. So that, that's going to be a tough game. Who else have we got at the start? Uh, so after Grimsby, which which will probably be Grimsby's first home game as well, won't it? Yeah, which it's going to be tough. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, Hartlepool at home, Crawley away, and then Crew away. Hartlepool have had a big turnover of players as well, haven't they? Yeah. But they, because that was it. We we faced them last year and lost, didn't we, at their place mm-hmm. in that 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 three two. Was it a ding dong? Do we say that? I think it was, wasn't it? Um, I can't remember what happened in the home game. Did we win? 
got two nil in my head for some reason, but I don't mm, know if I that's think true. I, won the, I think we won the home one. Yeah. I think the, thing, the, the overriding thing, right, is that we don't need to win every single one. Of, well, it'd be great if you did, but you don't need to win every single one of those games. What you have to do is go with intent. Mm. You have to be, be and show um, a real sign of progress and improvement in those first 10 games and you also have to be able to show that you are able to compete your fitness levels are of of a good standard and that you have a strong idea of what your starting 11 is if you look back a few seasons ago Keith Curl and we used to call him Mysterious Curl didn't we because we didn't know our first 11 and there was no Keith knew (laughs) no exactly right and there was no sense of collaboration or corroboration with that group of players Mm. it was too inconsistent we need by game 10 to have had a consistent set of results and to know our first 11 and to know it well barring any injuries what we don't want is to be in a situation where we're pulling in and out of the squad because then we haven't got the consistency now we were quite lucky last season because we had jay mills obviously got injured pretty early on yeah. but we had a really good um defensive line that we were able to cover in that situation and it actually worked out that the cover almost became the first right and mm-hmm. we kind of need to be in that situation in any position you need to have a number two that is good enough for the first team in each position so no matter what happens with your squad it can evolve because if it can't evolve then you can't move forward throughout the year it we have to have evolution Yes, I, I agree. I mean, I, I words we, there. Sorry. Yeah, no, not at all. It's absolutely great. Um, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, through the squad. I mean, we're, we're sorted in the goalkeeper department, obviously. I think. Thank God. I thought <laughs> Sean would have never come to the football again. <laughs> yeah, Jeffy, your dad would have been apoplectic, I think. Oh, if don't. Honestly, when, when Roberts went and he was like, we need to get a replacement. I'm never <laughs> going again. I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. Um, I, I'm a bit worried that um, Aaron McGowan is still injured and is going to be out at least for the first few games, if not longer. Uh, that worries me that we've not, and it's not that we haven't got a good replacement for him because I think I think we do. I think we've brought in a couple, haven't we? Is it Odimeo? Is he the right hand mm-hmm. side? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's looked okay. And you know, from well, I say it looks okay, I've not seen him, but you know, from what I've seen people say on Twitter, but it's the fact that he's not McGowan, isn't it? That's the issue. We know how good uh, AJ was last season. The fact that he's not starting, that that worries me. That, you know, I, I don't want him to be injured for obvious reasons, but I also don't want him, therefore, to be missing so much of the season to start with. And then it's going to take him time to get back into match fitness. It worries me that we've lost a player of that that quality and that determination as well. I think, though, if you were to, to analyse that, in a slightly different way, I would say that actually it's probably, again, it's not ideal, we know, but on the surface, actually, if you analyse it, I actually think that if it's going to happen, this is the best time because effectively we could have lost him to a sell in the summer or a transfer, right? So you deal with what you've got on the first day of the season. We've known about this. We've had pre-season to prepare. This isn't 10 games from the end where you're desperate to go up or fighting a relegation battle and desperately needing him in defence. This is the first bit of the season. Yeah. 
nobody we nobody has any canvas to work on it's completely blank at the moment so our defense in whichever form it starts has to work whether he's in it or not yeah absolutely and i think i think the way that uh calderwood and and brady obviously work on that defensive shape and positioning and the way that we play is all really good and 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 helps people to that they can just come and slot in and they fill in the role that is required of that particular area and yes you're losing a great player in aj for a little while at the start but the 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 position and the way that that position is is supposed to be used and utilized in this team is known you know throughout the squad so mm-hmm. anybody that goes and plays there um is going to know their job and is should be good enough to fulfill it and, Absolutely. and to do it look at mills and koiki yeah, absolutely. You know? And I mean, that's two not different me. players, obviously. Yeah, exactly right, yeah. But, you know, one being more attacking than the other. But, I mean, essentially the role was still there. But then that showed, I think, for me last season, the adaptability that Brady had with his squad. Mm-hmm. Although we had, I, I think it's fair to say, isn't it, that we didn't have enough players last season of... No depth. was too weak. Yeah, yeah we didn't have depth yeah. on the bench. Well, the squad was too weak. Whereas this time it feels like the squad's going to be stronger, which is exactly the point you're making, Jeffy, isn't it? Which makes perfect sense, I think. Yeah. Um, where, so the one thing that I think people are a bit worried about is where are the goals going to come from? I know that you know everybody is raving about Danny Hilton and I've got no reason to, to think that he wouldn't score back at this level, but he's not been prolific since he left League Two. That's um, okay, though. That's yeah? okay. I think that's okay. okay because I don't think he's going to come in and score like twenty-five. Right no, now, he? but he—he he is going to be a foil for uh, Jean-Pierre Papin, isn't he? Yeah. Which, <laughs> who, who, by the way, looks even more like he fulfills that name now. That I know, he's grown right, his hair he? and got, yeah. his, got his like goatee and mustache. He, he looks like Adonis. Yes. Oh, he, he looks like the fifth musketeer. I think, does, I think, yeah, and I think turns as well, up to trading on a horse. <laughs> I think as well, we saw. Unfortunately for him, we talked about this before, haven't we, on the podcast? It, it all happened a bit too early for him, and he was almost forced into the squad too early mm. with under injury. But what we saw, um, and what was so very frustrating, is that there's something with him with that player, isn't there? There's something there, and we saw glimmers of it with Epia. And as soon as Epia provided that service, they worked so well together. I think what Hilton's going to provide is a more uh, consistent service towards Apare. Now, if they can get ten goals each, you're looking at twenty goals there straight away, aren't you? Mm-hmm. You know, and and yep, that's how maths works, Jeffy. Yes, I know. I'm very good at maths. Um, <laughs> And that's the thing, it, and it's that idea that if you because last season didn't we have Hoskins as our top scorer? Is that correct? Yeah, that yeah. Is correct. And, and actually, that wasn't a big haul of goals, and there wasn't enough coming from the strike force. I think those two combined are a better, more consistent uh, front two than what Epia and Apare had to be, and and I think that's key. They had to be because there was no choice. I think there's a mm. choice in the consistency with Hilton and Apre, and I think that's going to work really well. Don't forget, we've got some youngsters coming in as well. I think the beauty of of Hilton is he's a wily old dog, as they call mm. them, and he knows the tricks 
felt to be a striker in terms of backing into people, being a niggly little rascal and all that sort of thing and stuff. Um, but his presence automatically means he's going to take at least one defender or even maybe two defenders, possibly, which then naturally is a bit like, yeah, I mean, he's not the same stature as Bayo, is he? But it's a bit like when Bayo was up front for us. He naturally would take a couple of defenders, which then frees up other areas and other space and stuff. So I think just his presence will have that impact. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, he almost, I'd agree. I think, I think he's almost a... I'm going to, I don't want to offend and I, and, and I want to be respectful, but he's he's a better version of what Vidane Oliver brings brought to our squad. Do you remember like, Vidane would play really clever football in terms of he would hide himself and create and two f- defenders would be on him and therefore create the space for Hoskins to go through. Do you, okay. do you remember, do you remember yeah. that kind of idea, particularly in the playoffs, what he did went unnoticed because he was dragging, like Neil says, dragging defenders away from strikers, and that's that's key. Yeah, I, I think I think Hilton is more the he's the type of forward that really does know how to score goals. If you if you think back to, so I would actually compare him more to Rico than yeah. the Dane. Yeah. I think he's more of that type of player who will look to be getting on the end of crosses. You know, we're looking at. You know, I, I've seen a few of his goals that he's, uh, you know, scored for Luton over the past few years. And, you know, there were a lot of those that were low crosses into the box um, that were then tucked away, running towards the the near post, Hilton, basically, then managing to, to tuck it past the keeper. I, I think that's the way that, based on what we were doing last season, especially towards the end of it, um, I think that's what we'll we'll probably get from from Hilton, and because although he hasn't necessarily scored the goals, I would just expect him to be able to at least, you know, for us to get a lot more shots on goal than I think we did have last season, because that was definitely a a, a, a flaw. I suppose, oh, that was our downfall last year. Yeah. We just couldn't finish. Yeah, exactly. So I think we did. We we struggled to create stuff at times. Last yeah, season. yeah still crying out for someone in the mold of a number 10 maybe it's maybe david bowie's supposed to be that person um, mm. is that what kieran, we're calling him kieran yeah bowie oh, i don't know kieran bowie kieran yeah. bowie david bowie david yeah bowie. Is, are we gonna nickname him immediately i think he must get nicknamed that all the time right? yeah <laughs> he's, he's um, so young he's just going i don't know who that is I'm yeah I don't, I don't, who are you talking about <laughs> um but yeah, i think i think that's where we've we've lacked mm. here at a time is someone like creative that can unlock a defense and it's not always the same style, if that makes sense. So I mean, hopefully we still bring another one or two midfielders in. So I think we would say we need another midfielder and maybe another striker. Um, Well, when it comes to that, you're talking about creativity. Obviously there's been talk amongst the fan base. So these aren't rumors. These are just, you know, fans basically saying it'd be nice. Josh Eppier. Getting him, back. yeah, I'd, I'd have him back absolutely. Oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Because with fitness and with um, a, a group of players around him, he, oh, he would be epic. I mean, I do think that if he didn't have the injury woes that he's, you know, clearly got, he would be playing a lot higher up. Oh I, God, I think he'd be championship. Yeah, at least. yeah. So there is something inside that player that if you could he's one of those isn't he would you take him even though maybe he'd only managed to play I don't know um maybe half an hour in every game 
if you can get him if you can get him on loan and it's a, a decent deal then absolutely you'd take him because he's a bit of a game changer isn't he when he's when he's on it and i think he showed enough flashes that he could be brilliant it does come down to fitness and i think i believe he's on a fair bit of money at leicester and whether they'd want to sell him, I'd imagine they'd want a bit of money for him, and that would be a bit of a risky signing. Mm. Not based on his ability. His ability is 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 there to see, but it would be a risky like monetary move based on mm. his fitness history, considering his young age as well, actually. So if you can get him on loan, I think you take him. Um, but I think you take him as an additional extra, not someone that you kind of put your hat on, if that makes sense. Yeah. That was a problem last year, wasn't it? We we had no choice but to put... We were trying to rely on him. We had yeah, to try yeah, and yeah. rely on him. We had to. So if you can get him and have him in the squad, and if he's available, it's an added bonus, but he's not your number one star that you need in the team, then, then he's a, He's the sub for Hilton when Hilton's legs fall off. Yeah, and actually, yeah. But... <laughs> and actually, if he is, he is a bit of a super sub when, you know, the last 30 minutes of a game when other teams... Are I would terrorise him. yeah. Yeah, that imagine means. that against... Especially if legs I mean, are falling off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, mean, no. I mean that metaphorically. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I think there, there is hope with this squad, isn't there? On paper, we've all been very excited. Every time that we've announced the signing, we've all been very excited. And we've all gone, that sounds like a good player. And it's not necessarily that they're, they're, they're you know, they're not necessarily world beaters, are they? But like, if you go to say... Um, uh, ben Fox, for example, when he signed, everyone was like, he was the man of the match in the National League playoff final for Grimsby. Um, he's He's got a really, you know, it, again, it was one of those areas in the team where we lacked last season in terms of depth. Because as soon as Sean McWilliams was either injured or, um, you know, uh, suspended, then suddenly there wasn't very much in that midfield. You know, you had Jack Sowerby and, um, you know, we were we were doing things that, you know, Tyler McGlaw was playing in there, wasn't he, when he was with us at some points. Um, uh, who else was he trying? And he tried Mitch Pinnock in central midfield, didn't he, in one game? And that didn't work at all. I think with, with McWilliams as well, the other thing to point out is if he's got somebody that's feeding off him in that midfield as well, because what Sean McWilliams McWilliams does is is very aggressive and you wouldn't ever want to take that aggression away but by adding somebody in that midfield that has similar qualities and is able to to really um, boss the game what it does is prevent McWilliams having to to almost overplay and risk those yellow cards and then having to almost underplay to stop himself getting sent off in second half of games that's really important as well yeah, I, I think I think you're right there. Um, look, before we go and have a quick look around the rest of the division, uh, I just want to, because we've not actually been together to talk about this um, since the new kits have come out, I just want to get your opinion. Have you bought or, you know, pre-ordered one of the new shirts, Neil? I have not, Charles. If you uh, were not going to? Well, I mean, if you had the money. I won't. Yeah, yeah, not to say that I won't. Yeah, uh, which one would you go for? I like them both, I'm not going to yeah. lie. Um, I like the home one. I think it's a decent effort of, you know, matching the previous one, which it's based on. I think it's a it's a solid effort. Um, mm. See the couple of little moans about it, that, but you get moans no matter what kit comes out, don't you? But you can't please everyone all of the time. No, no, you can't. I think it's it's I think it's a good effort actually, um, and I, I do like the pink away kit. Actually, I'm a big fan of that. Mm. 
I think it's really nice. So um, I would probably just have to toss a coin. Cool. Um, heads home, tails away. Yep. Yeah. So we'll do okay. it. Jeffy, what about you? Have you got a favourite out of the uh, two new kits? I love them both. Um, and actually, I very rarely nowadays buy the shirts. Mm. Um, I've actually made the decision to save my pennies and buy them both. Um, because, I mean, firstly, I like them. But mm-hmm. secondly, I think because of the significance of the year that we are in, um, it would be something really nice to look back on um, in years to come. And I think that actually, like Neil said, I think it's a fantastic effort and a reflection of two really good teams there. And I just really like them. So I am going to save my pennies and get them both, which I know I'm in a very fortunate position that I can do that. And not everyone is. Mm. But um, I love them. I think they're absolutely fantastic. Uh, particularly the pink one. The pink one brings back so many fantastic memories. <laughs> so I'm really happy about that one. I do think it's really good the way that they've essentially honoured both of our most recent, uh, you know, title-winning squads um, and, and years. Because you know, to go with the '86, '87 as the home kit, which I know we chose as fans, uh, you know, in the in the vote, um, but to then go and take, uh, you know, homage to the 2015-16. <coughs> title winners is is really good as well i think so i i really like it and i know that you know like like neil said you know not everybody likes them um but i think i think out of the because don't forget you've also got the third kit which is the uh chocolate and blue one twenty. i haven't got that yet i do need to get that i haven't got that yet either but i will get that i mean i think out with the three you've kind of got something for everyone yeah i'd agree with that I'd agree that, with that as much as and, you possibly can. Yeah, and I mean, look, let's let's face it. The club have got to be doing something right if all we're whinging about is the fact that we don't like one of the shirts, right? Oh well, but I think there was so there was a couple of people that I saw like people moaning about the, the the slogan on the back of the shirt. I can't even remember what it says. Um, oh, is it this is the moment or something? This is um, armor, something like that. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And I get it. In an ideal world, it wouldn't be there. That's obviously a sponsorship thing. And that yeah, sponsorship yeah, yeah. money probably has enabled us. Maybe say if it if it wasn't for that sponsorship, we weren't able to get Hilton, so we wouldn't quite have enough money. What do you want? That on the back Absolutely, of the shirt, right. Hilton. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's like it's money. Like that's the thing. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's the way of football. I get it, and you mm-hmm. know, the purest in me would like no sponsors. I think football shirts look better without any sponsors anywhere on them. Um, and we asked that, right? Remember when we were part of the uh, the, the the little panelly thing that the. the what would you call it? Like supporter feedbacky thing that was about the kits and about the one twenty five, you know, what we're gonna do sort of thing. We asked about would it be possible for there to be no sponsor on the front of the shirt? Yep. Um and unfortunately it's it's one of those which is like, well, currently tied into a deal. So And that is money we need. So yeah, yeah well that, <laughs> like, yeah, that's it. We could have no sponsor, but the squad will probably be slightly worse than season before so it's like well you know that's what brings yeah. us the money so yeah let's let's not get into the money conversation because i could probably go on for about four hours uh with yeah with yep, opinions understood. on on that sort of thing understood league two league duh two we're in england not france hello everybody um so joining hello us. france <laughs> bonjour uh <laughs> joining us are um well let, let's start with those clubs that have come up shall we um, okay. Stockport obviously won the National League pretty much at a canter. Money um, bags. Yeah, and uh, and then Grimsby won the playoffs, 
having finished sixth, I think, and they just snuck into the playoffs in the end. But look at them. Went and had a great game against Wrexham, didn't they? And there, was that the semi-final? Oh, I that think? was a ding-dong, wasn't that it? Was oh, was ding-dongs go. That was ding-dong-tastic. <laughs> Love it. Daddy's going to hate the fact that he could be here. And he was, he's at his giant book festival, by the way. He um, is, yeah. He's, he's got a giant book in, hasn't he? He has gone to uh, just be a fest. And then, do you know where it is? I do know where it is. Yeah. It is where I would like to call the unmentionable. <laughs> yes. Um, if anybody uh, sees Danny in the next couple of weeks, then I suggest that you definitely have some hand sanitizer with you. Agreed. Yes, I yes. would. I would it, I'll just wear a hazmat suit if you see Danny. <laughs> uh, Stockport, National League champions. I mean, they're made of money, aren't they? And they're already favourites to win League Two. They are annoying, yeah. Isn't it? But obviously, they stole Fraser, the rascals. They did, um, very dare they. They'll be up there or there or thereabouts, yeah. Um, the, the thing is, I think with a club like this, they've obviously got so much money. If they're not doing as well as they wanted to be doing come January, they'll just lob a load more cash at it and then they'll be even better for the second half of the season. So, they but, will have some ups and downs, I'm sure. But see, this is this is the thing I saw somebody on, on Twitter earlier today talking about, well, made this exact point, which is that our Stockport just going to be the new Salford, i.e. they've got all the money, but they don't really have, you know, the right, I don't know. Well, what's so, similar about... I would argue the Salford. difference. Can I argue the difference between mm. Salford and Stockport? You can. Is it an L? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stockport have a fan base. Yeah. They get decent crowds they've always got decent decent crowds they've got history as a football club in the football league and higher up the football league mm-hmm. so in a weird way i wouldn't necessarily begrudge stockport it quite as much um i mean obviously i want them to fail because whenever a team has got money then you want to see them fail and crash and burn <laughs> yeah. um but they're a real football club in the respect they're not like a crawley or a salford even to that point um so I, I think they will be okay. They, they've got a big, big following. They'll have that, what's it called, um, bandwagon effect of keep the ball rolling. You know, they yeah, had a successful yeah. season last season. They've got more money put behind them, thrown at it. They'll keep going. They'll have big crowds and all that sort of thing. They'll be up there. I think there's a fundamental issue with both those clubs that we talk about is that they're surrounded by much bigger clubs. And sometimes that can be their downfall because as much as they, like you say, Neil, Stockport do have a decent fan base, but they'll always, people up in that area of the country will always, I say up there in that country, it's because it's a long way from me, but uh, towards that area, uh, they're always going to be drawn into the much bigger clubs in, in that area. And, and that can be a shortfall for those clubs, both mm. financially and also, you know, by fan, fan attraction. You know, if, if you've got Man United playing on a Saturday, you're not going to go and watch Stockport or Salford, are you? I mean, I personally would go and watch them if I was their fans and not a Man United fan. But but generally speaking, that's it's almost like the progress that they make is always ever going to be stagnated because you've got those bigger clubs around you. Whereas someone like us, we, we're just Northampton. There's nothing else really around us. Yeah, just I'd... to point out, by the way, uh, Stockport in last season had crowds a lot of times mm-hmm. yeah fair place for them yeah suggest their average was ahead of ours they've had a couple of ten thousands eight thousands eight thousand seven thousand eight hundred nine thousand yeah. and that's 000. in a division where away fans are 
tiny, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely like, right. I mean, Chesterfield, they had 10,000. Obviously, Chesterfield had took a few because they were a big yeah. Weymouth, 7,500. Wealdston, 7,500. Weymouth ain't got yeah. a big fan base. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, Weymouth and Wealdston. That's what I mean. I mean yeah, 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 maybe 100, 200 max away fans there. So God, that's not a even big that, I don't think. Home yeah. crowd, right. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, so. they, had, they had a few smaller ones as well, but even mm. like Stamford at home, which must have been a cup game, I imagine, 3,000. Yeah. You know. Yeovil, yeah, Pizza like, Cup, we're only getting 800, aren't we? Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. See, like, so I think I, I do, like, you know, they're a, they're a proper club, but they're going to be fine. They're, yeah. They're, they've been in the championship, right? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the start of the downfall, I think. Well, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. They <laughs> yeah, did a Yeovil, didn't they? They did, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So you, I think, you know, they are, a, they'll be fine. And you're absolutely right about the catchment area. They've, it's limited in that respect, but they have a solid enough fan base. Whereas Salford don't, and it's very difficult to take new fans from the bigger clubs or Absolutely. those around the area that are already settled with a, a smaller club like Stockport or something, isn't it? I think as well with them, maybe, and this is obviously looking from the outside in, but I think maybe they've got a nuclear a nucleus, sorry, of a squad. Wow. They've got a nuclear squad. That's how they're flying up, is it? Oh, we're all doomed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, they're, they're adding to stuff. They, they've not – and, and this is because of the fact that they've got money, right? But yep. they've not had to sell players that they didn't want to. Um, no. They've let players go that either, you know, weren't in their plans or whatever. But essentially, if the players that they had that were in their first 11 or maybe even the first 15 – they they kept and then they add to it with the likes yeah. of Fraser Horsall. So I mean they they they're going to have continuity and and they, they've got the money behind them as you say. I I I can't see past them for being up there. I really can't. I can't see I them know, being definitely. anywhere else apart from being near the top end of the division for the whole season. Whether they'll actually get promotion or not, I don't know. But you know that's one of those. Um, let's have a look at the the teams that came down. Yeah, the downers uh, we'll call them. The downers, yeah, we'll call them the downers. So who did we have? We had crew Wimbledon, Wimbledon, yeah, Wimbledon were there. They they came. Down. I mean, so, do you think with Wimbledon maybe because last year they had they moved into Plough Lane, didn't they? Um, yeah, yeah. Which was a huge positive for them, but it just didn't seem to actually, you know, reflect the mood in the on the pitch and the performances and the and. You know the results. No, I think course. I think they're at that stage, right? They don't. They're they're. Are they still fan owned? I assume they're still. Fan yeah, owned. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they've done a very good job, but they they infinitely are very stretched for cash, right? They yeah, don't, it's, it's un, un, unsustainable to a certain. They extent, don't have funds. They're going to be best. They're going to get to is League One. That's that's the best they can get to, just because they, they're not going to be able to compete financially. There's just no way without someone mm. else coming yeah. in. Yeah, the gap's getting bigger as well, isn't it? Yeah, they just don't have the money. Players and yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that they're going to bounce around between. They probably they might flirt with a dangerous relegation to the conference, maybe here or there. But yeah, they're very much going to be a bouncing around between maybe conference, League Two, League One. Yeah, I mean, you, you say that. I mean, looking on on Twitter, uh, you know, their fans don't seem very positive about this year's chances for them at all. And there's actually a number of them um, fearing that relegation. I think there was one tweet that said something along the lines of that uh, their dad had basically said to him, uh, you might as well have a look and see what grounds you want to visit in the National League next year, lad. 
you know, because that's where we're going to be kind of thing, which is very defeatist. I can understand it because we've all been there, haven't we? We get relegated, not particularly, uh, you know, in a... Yeah, uh, obviously in, in, a, sl- in a slump and in that mood, aren't we? Yeah, aren't exactly. I mean, that, that is I think exactly okay. where we were last year, really, isn't it? Um, Who's their manager? Um, pass. Good. Oh, he sounds. Yeah, good. he's brilliant. He's really, really good. Um, Come for the knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Come for the knowledge and stay where there is any. Uh, uh, who else came down? Crew, crew came down um, after Dave Artel got sacked. So there's no more, um, you know, wobbly, wobbly pitch and stuff like that. I follow a crew fan on Twitter. Oh, good for you. Uh, and yeah, well, it's not actually. <laughs> Uh, and uh, he is, I've noticed a few of his tweets over the last two weeks. They say they're not confident either. Right, okay. I mean, I, I think Dave Artel did very well with them to get them promoted. I mean, he played a lovely brand of football, didn't he? They they, they played the crew way, as they say. He was a prick. <laughs> yeah, and he was a bit of a prick, yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's how they're always going to go. And I think with crew, the way that they work is that essentially they rely on, you know, players coming up through their youth system and then selling them on. And that's how the, the club continues to operate. And so what happens is that there's, you know, everything comes in cycles, doesn't it? But essentially, Crew have had that cycle where they had really good players coming through that they were able to use. They got promoted using them, and then they've lost some of those players because they've had, you know, bigger clubs have come in with, with money yeah. for them that Crew can't turn down. So they lose those, but because there wasn't anything coming up to replace them, through their youth academy system that were that good. So they then fall back, you know, by the wayside a little bit. And I, I think they're probably in that sort of the bottom part of that cycle at the moment. So Yeah, I agree. The best thing about crew is the train, isn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> well, hmm. Strikes on the day that we play them, isn't it? Yeah, I say maybe not at the moment. But... <laughs> that won't be good. Uh who else came down? Doncaster. It'd be Doncaster. nice to go to Doncaster. Will it? No one's ever said that before, Charles. Oh, well, you, you see, I've got a particular reason. And, no, yeah, uh, but no, I don't think that sentence has probably been ever uttered by anyone. <laughs> I like, like, it's really nice to go a, to Doncaster. Right. No, I, I like the Keymote. Keymote's a lovely stadium for a yep. new one, you know, yep. a lovely one. And uh, the KFC has a um, a Good Air Award. Oh, good. A Roy Castle Good Air Award. Good. Yeah, so uh, if you want Good Air not the greatest chicken, then go to the KFC around the keyboard. There we go. There we go. Uh, They'll be interested, so, I suppose. They signed Lee Tomlin, didn't they? So Lee Tomlin, who's gone oh. there on a free from Walsall. It's not much, is he? He's going to be in and out injured and stuff. You say he's not much. He's quite a big person, isn't he? Well, yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of his problem. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, we were not... in the frame. He was training with us last season for a little bit. Yeah, he was. Walsall, but you it? take from that, we had a look at him and thought, nah. Yeah, like and so. he, he he played for us again for Walsall, didn't he? And he did that one good thing, which was <laughs> crossfield pass. Yeah, it's basically, like, um, he needs to give it up. They have got um, Luke Molyneux, who yeah. um, was at Hartlepool last season, really highly rated. And I know all the Hartlepool fans are really annoyed because they all they all expected him to leave, um, as he did. But they were all expecting him to go and sign for a club in League One at least. Oh, like Ben Fox for us. Yeah, and so they're still in the same division is a bit weird for them, I suppose. I know I think the Ben Fox thing is slightly different. They Grimsby were like we Grimsby fans were like, they expected him to leave. Now when he signed for they were like for Northampton, he's better than that. Oh wow. The Grimsby just don't like us, do they? They've got no, a beer on it because yeah. Woody hates them still. Yeah. So Who else come down? Gillingham. 
Gillingham. I yeah, like they Gillingham. Could they could struggle. You've said two things now. No one has ever said, <laughs> I want to go to Doncaster. And no one has ever said, I like Gillingham. I like Gillingham because of uh, Matt, Jill's in the Blood TV. Oh, okay. Well, I'll allow that. Yeah, that's understandable. I, 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 I like, you know, former, former winner of uh, Opposition Fan of the Year. I think they'll uh, struggle. I don't know who they've signed, but I mean, they've lost Verdane, didn't they? Verdane went to Brentford. Mm. And I can yeah. understand, actually, because Gillingham, again, are one of those clubs that, that they can't seem to get past that League 2, League 1 bit. They're yo-yo, they're, aren't they? They're very yo-yo. They're very, actually very much like us. They are, actually, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you say that, but Gillingham are, are more of a top-end yo-yo, I think. Than, yeah, no, I agree with that. Yo-yo. We're yeah, the bottom-end yo-yo. We're the bottom of the yo-yo. We're the yo and they're the yo. <laughs> <laughs> that is very good, Charles. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. We they, know. they spend a lot more time in League One and then a lot less yeah, time yeah. in League Two than us. I Agree. Think it's fair. Yeah. Um, looking at it, I mean, because I, I remember at the end of last season, Neil Harris, their their manager, uh, ex Millwall striker, if you remember, um, and manager, um, he said something along the lines of that. I think it was seven. Um, you know squad members in contract with them yeah, for this season. I remember this. But none of them were going to be here. And yet, all seven of them are. <laughs> <laughs> We've got one of their, their players they released, haven't we? Is it Lynn Top? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, left. Youngster. Left-sided left player. I don't think he's necessarily a left-back, is he? But um, he can play along anywhere along the left I assume he's a bit of a squad, squad addition. I think mm-hmm. so, yeah. But yeah, I, I think with Gillingham, they'll be looking to stabilise, I think. So... That will be interesting to see how they get on. I mean, overall, with those teams that have come up and, and or rather, they've come into the league, whether from League One or the Conference or National League, as it's now called. I don't think, apart from Stockport, like rest, think, you'd fancy your chances against. Wouldn't yeah, you? exactly. And I mean, I'm not saying that I don't fancy our chances against in the games we play against Stockport. No, I, just, I know what you mean. Yeah, uh, I, I don't look at any of the others. And go, oh, they'll be up there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and usually you do, right? Usually when yeah. there's teams that come down, you kind of look at a couple of them and you're like, mm, they're going to be strong. Mm. You don't feel that. These these four that have come down, they all seem to be in a bit of a transition. Mm. Like yeah, Wimbledon, so. Crew, Doncaster. Doncaster probably the best placed out of them, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I would agree with that, Neil. Um, mm. The other three you'd look at and think, you know, they might get playoffs at best, I'd guess. Yeah, it's going to be interesting talking to fans from those clubs on the preview show this season to sort of see what their feelings are as to why, especially like Doncaster, for example, why they're now back in League Two. Yeah, because yeah, that's it's... they're a big club, Doncaster. Um, they were they were poor last season, weren't they? They were mm, atrocious. Very, very poor. Very poor. Um, so that leaves us with obviously all the teams that we we faced off against last year. Um, we won't go through all of them. I mean, just to pick out a couple of them, uh, I suppose the most obvious one to talk about is Crawley, <laughs> creepy Crawley. Get your um, MPTs. Oh God, I, I just I don't know. What do you what do you make of it? I'll be honest. I am looking forward to it crashing and burning, uh, <laughs> which it it will do, and. The reason why I say that is I'm, I read a story uh, another week or so ago, however long ago it was, where they were planning. I don't know if they've done it yet, but they were planning on those that have bought MPTs or bought NFTs, Neil. NFTs. Sorry, <laughs> see, that's, that shows how much I know about <laughs> NFTs. Um, then they would all get a chance to vote on what position their next sign-in should be. And oh, yeah. 
Like that's just mental way to run a football club. Like, Ebsleet tried that, didn't they? Yeah, it went really remember? well. Yeah, it went went fantastically yeah, it went, well. Went really. Um, so uh, yeah, it's going to fail at some point. Um, hopefully, and I mean, they did that typical thing, didn't they? We got a bit of money. Who scored the most goals in League Two? Right, Dom Telford. Let's sign him. Um, yeah. It just seems to be that. Like I mean, I don't know. I just, I mean, as I've just proven, I don't understand the yeah. crypto world. Um, I I but. just don't like like the thing that I'm. So I mean, I I have it on good authority that Crawley were not um, Wag Me United as they've chosen to call themselves. Uh, their first choice when it came to buying a club in League Two. Um, they well Bradford. They wanted Bradford oh, yeah, at first. Bradford, they, yeah. I think from what from what I understand, they basically went right. They got a list together of all of the, the clubs in League Two in sort of how big are the clubs in that kind of order. So you'd put Bradford right near the top because obviously yeah, they've got the a 20,000 seat stadium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, and they, they literally had Bradford at the top, let's say, and then what would we go with? Barrow, Harrogate, Sutton would have been at the bottom, wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, we would have probably have been around about playoffs, maybe. Eighth. <laughs> Yeah. Something like that on that list. Yeah. So they've basically they they basically worked from the top down to the bottom, and until they got to a, a club who had uh, some owners that either wanted out or you know just were like, yeah, okay, go on then, we'll take your money, see you later, have it, uh, you know, enjoy. I I I just don't I don't see how that is a a positive thing for nice. any Crawley fan. Wanted to get hold of a football club, didn't care who it was. Got a plan. Yeah. It's going to fail. We're going to laugh. The end. Uh, imagine if it, it what imagine I will if miss. they'd taken us. Imagine if they bought oh, us. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the fallout of that? Do you know oh. what? I, I, at that point, I, I think genuinely you might see a supporters trust that, you know, had a lot of members. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> um, I I will miss Yemsey. Uh, I went. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I will miss his interviews. Uh, However, what transpired, agreed. So, yeah. I will miss his anecdotal nonsense. I will not miss his. I won't go there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. know what. I'm horrendous human being. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Leighton Orient, because I, I want to talk about Leighton Orient dead quick. Because last year, quite a few of us had him, had him, had them. Uh, as one of our favourites for promotion because they had Kenny Jacket in charge. They'd, you know, got some decent signings at the time and it just didn't work out for them. Um, Jacket got the sack. Richie Wellins took over um, and did, you know, get them playing much better, steadied their results out. Um, Interestingly, I was like going, well, you know what? A Richie Wellins team in League Two is usually a dangerous team. But... Their fans feel like, it looks to me, that the fans feel how we felt last season about how much depth or the lack of depth we had in our squad is what they're going to suffer with this season. I think for, for Leighton Orient, I think that their downfall may well actually be the expectation because they are, for all intents and purposes, a pretty big club, decent fan base, decent ground, decent location, hmm. being London. Um and their their fans want and expect, rightly so, I think. And they, I think, have underperformed. Maybe. Okay. I mean, we. I know they had the horrendous um, 
situation where with Justin Edinburgh and and actually I think had that have not happened um we might be looking at a very different Leighton Orient now because I think they were really building something quite special there at the time um I think they went on with a little bit of uh added motivation to go and get promotion from the National League and things but Mm. I do think that that progress was halted a bit sooner than it should have been and I think actually that they probably are now expecting more now they've almost gone through that transition of recovery right they need to come out the other side of that and I think they've not come out of it as quickly as maybe their fans would have hoped okay okay fair enough I think uh, they've still got Harry Smith leading their line haven't they so I'm not Mm -hmm. too concerned by them um (laughs) We're going to go up against a few ex-coppers, aren't we? I'll just call a couple out. There's, yeah, uh, go for it. Rose. <laughs> Here, uh, well, yeah, there's well, Danny Rose at Stevenage leading the line for him. Uh-huh. Or in goal, yeah, who knows? Bang him in. <laughs> he might be in He'll goal. get 36 goals. I just know it's going to happen. He absolutely will not. Steve, uh, Stevenage are a few people's dark horses, I've noticed. No. I can't see it, can you? I mean, I know Steve Evans is a... Yeah. He's a fairly solid manager, as much as everybody hates it. It would be a hell of a turnaround. I think they probably need another season, and then then yeah, challenge I mean, the season after. I don't think that they're going to be relegation candidates under. Evans. No, I agree. They'll be competitive. Yeah, but they're not going to go for promotion. No. Not yet. We've got uh, Hiram Boateng's gone to Mansfield, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean Mansfield are my. They're my team that I think are going to do well because you look at who they've signed, and they've obviously, you know, like us. Last season, bit of heartache. Um, I, I, I'd expect them to be up there, and I think I think Boateng's actually a really good signing for them. Yeah, decent player, isn't he? Um, yeah. Who else we got? Uh, Andy Williams gone to Walsall. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They've also got Amer- new American owners, so it'd be interesting to see how that pans out. Yeah, um, Peter Clark's just signed for them as well. The forty-year-old centre back from Tranmere, oh, wow. oh, wow. um, still playing. He's the Peter- new Kevin Ellison because Ellison's Peter Clark versus Danny Hilton. <laughs> the fun. pace on the show. <laughs> oh, Lewis is at Tranmere still. Gone yeah, he's there, gone back there. Yeah, yeah, he's there. And obviously, with Fraser. Fraser, Fraser at Stockport, Stockport, of course. Yeah. yeah, Rich O'Donnell at Rochdale. Yes, yeah, Rochdale as well. I reckon they'll do all right. I've, I've seen a few people saying that. Oh, they're um, you know, they're still going to be down towards the or in the bottom half, not necessarily fighting relegation, but they'll be in the bottom half. Oh, I don't think they'll. I mean, they're a bit of a bogey team for us, aren't they? They are, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 like all teams. Brian Edmondson left Port Vale for the sunny delights of Carlisle, didn't he? I'm, quite, I'm quaking. I'm quaking about that. Quaking. I'm so, so worried about facing them. And Ricky Coboa, unfortunately, left Sutton United. Yeah, he's gone to Woking. He's gone and teamed up with uh, Nicky Cabamba. That's probably about his level. Dangerous territory. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, right then. Hang on. Can I just call oh. out Jordan Turnbull, released by Salford? Still oh, yeah. I know. Oh, That's, That's nuts, isn't it? I reckon Strange that must one. be a money thing. I was thinking that. I was thinking he, he was perhaps on a decent whack at Salford. They didn't want to, well, they couldn't afford to keep paying it off for whatever reason. They decided not to, you know, offer him a new deal or whatever it may be. And then he's obviously holding out for too much money elsewhere, perhaps. Mm. Well, this he's a good defender the at this level. That's got to be the problem, hasn't it, for players? I mean, it's all well and good. You look at Fraser Horsell, right? He's probably signed a contract for, I mean, you know, I don't know this for fact, but I reckon he's probably on double what he was with us. Yeah, no, without a doubt. Yeah. I'd say um, he's on at least 4K a week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at it and you just go, right, well, that's that's great for the time. But if he doesn't quite make it with Stockport and then he get, you know, the end of his however many years he signed his deal for, 
at the end of that period, if he can't, you know, Stockport decide they're not going to renew the contract, when he's he going to be, he'll have put himself in a position because we all do it. We spend what we have, right? Yeah, exactly. So That's therefore, you live, live with, you live to what you're earning. Exactly. Right? You live within your means, don't you? You basically, yeah. and, and some people obviously go over that, but, you know, he's not, he's going to put himself in a position potentially where no other club is going to be able to go near him because his wage demands are going to be too high for the level that he can actually perform at. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's a Can I call out definitely. one other former player? Of course you can. Before we move on to predictions. Yes. Is it bad? It is. <laughs> is I, it really? It is. I'm <laughs> a celebrity. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of it. Oh, dear. In, in goes Bayo. Are you joking? Strongly, strongly rumoured. He rumored. will win that, hands down. Strongly rumoured to be going on I'm a celebrity. Yes. I don't, I don't watch it, so I'm not really that. Bad. I mean, I, I don't watch it, it but I, I would, would watch, watch it. it for Bayo, do you think he'll? Do you think he'll eat like they get him to do like eat maggots and stuff like that? I'd love to see him in a maggot. box oh. with snakes. Yeah, okay. Because like something like that, like you imagine. Yeah, I'd like to see him have his head screaming. <laughs> yeah, his head in a box of like spiders. Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. Um, Charles, I need to call uh, something out. Okay. I'd like to discuss Barrow. Why? Why? To, why want, do we? I don't oh, want to talk Jesse. about Barrow. The, no, no, no. The club. Not, no. not, not the situation. The club. They're just as bad. No, no, Veto no. It. I no. I've got a. Uh, if the um, I would like to see them relegated and never ever come back to the league because the way right. that their fan base behaves is utterly disgraceful, and they do not deserve to be a league club on the reflection of that. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Strong words there they are from an utter disgrace. Primary school teacher Jeffy. Also, can I just call out that their manager's name is probably the worst name of all the managers in the league? Uh, Pete, Pete, Pete Wild, who Wild. is not wild at all. <laughs> no, it's very normal. <laughs> yeah. Pete Wild, what a boring name. Sounds like he should be in an office doing accounting. Indeed. Uh, I, I, sorry, there's a noise has just. I don't know. Can you hear yeah. that? I can hear. That's Barrow being relegated. Should we do predictions? Let's do predictions. Right. So we put this out on Twitter um, last week. Um, we're going to do the same for us now. We thank you so much to every one of you that's filled it in and sent it back to us. Um, we can obviously we do this every single season. We make some predictions for the year to come, and then at the end of the season, laugh at how bad we are at making predictions. I love this game. It's brilliant. Absolutely love it. So we're going to start off. Um, where are the cobblers going to finish in League Two? What position? First, um, first, Jeffy. Jeffy's going all in Jeffy's on the champions. Not messing around. No, <laughs> Neil. Um, I'm going to go sixth. Oh really? Okay. Oh, the drill started again. They don't like that prediction. They don't don't like the prediction. Uh, I'm going. I'm going third. No, they don't like that one either, Charles. <laughs> no, no, they don't, do they? <laughs> the Dreadful. only one they like is mine. Yeah. Can you believe this, right? It's it's a quarter past nine on a Sunday night when we're recording. It's a bit this. late to be drilling. Why are you drilling? Why is it are drilling? You drilling? Oh, <laughs> I don't think Shane's come all the way up here to do that, no. Shane's, uh, Shane's next door. <laughs> Hiya, Shane. He's having a ruby. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, uh, the top goal scorer for NTFC this Hold season. On. Hold on. What about Danny's oh, yeah. predictions? Oh, Danny's predictions. Oh, well, he, yeah, okay. So he sent me a voice note, which um, I'm going to put in at the end so that you can hear that in full. Um, but I'll tell you what the, the predictions are, shall I? Um, yeah, yeah, let us know. Let me see. 
I think he's second to me. Who did he have as league position? Third. Okay, okay, lovely. Okay, what, brilliant. What did you, where did you put us, Charles? I put us third as well. So we've got first, third, third, and sixth. Yeah, yeah, that's that one. Um, so top goal scorer for the Cobblers, Jeffy? Hilton. Hilton, a fairly obvious one, I would say. Um, Neil? Uh, Jean-Pierre Papin. Oh, lovely. What's Danny gone for? Hilton. Hilton. I'm going for Sammy Hoskins. Hey, go on, Sammy O. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, it's not funny. It's true. He's been the top goal scorer for the last two seasons. So he's going to make it three out of three. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, the winner of League Two. So, Jeffy, it's obviously the Cobblers because you've gone for them, uh, us to finish first. Uh, what's Danny gone for? Bradford. Gone. Yeah, Bradford. Bra- Bradford. Bradford. Okay. Um, Neil? I'm going to go Mansfield. Oh, yeah, I'm going Mansfield as well. Oh, hello. It's, uh, yeah, Mansfield partners. Yeah. There you go. Another uh, statement nobody's ever said before. No. <laughs> Plenty of those made today, aren't there? Brilliant. <laughs> um, Runners-up of League Two, Jeffster? Runners-up for me uh, would be Orient. Orient. Real. Okay. Wasn't expecting that. Mine are a bit left field. Hmm. Oh, mate. Yeah, Neil. Um, I will go Stockport. The Stockport counties. Okay. Uh, Danny's gone for. Uh, he has gone for Stockport as well. Oh, he's gone for Stockport. Okay. He's gone for Stockport as well. Um, I was trying to think about this earlier, and it was a little bit like mm, I'm not really sure, but I'm I'm going to go for. Um, oh, yeah, there was a there was a part of me that thought the same and that we'd go for Stockport, but I think they're gonna be playoffs personally. I'm gonna go for Doncaster. 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 Good air in Doncaster, of course. There you go. Doncaster um, in second. Yeah. Um so third Cobblers for me and Danny, obviously, because that's what we've predicted. Um Neil? Third? Uh, I am gonna Go for third as Doncaster. Okie dokie. Jeffy? Swindon. Swindon. Swindon, Swindon, Swindon Town. Um, interesting, Swindon, to be fair. Lost their manager and most of their best players to Charlton. Yeah, they so might struggle a little bit, potentially. Yeah, I think so. But, you know, there you go. Um, playoff winners is next. Ooh, this is a little bit more... And he's um, gone rogue. Difficult. Has he? Oh, no. Stevenage. Well, no, he's gone Walsall. Oh, Walsall. Okay. That is very rogue. Okay. Walsall. Very, very rogue. Jeffy? I've gone Newport. It? Newport. Oh, okay. Who's going to score their goals now that Dom Telford's left? That's interesting. Uh, Neil? I will plump four. Us. Tough, isn't it? Are you going for us? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad that we all think we're going to get promoted. That's, we'll that's put happy. last year's ghost to bed. Oh. Is that a saying? I don't think it is, is it? <laughs> no, probably not. No, no. no carry on. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go with Gillingham. Gillingham. Interesting. Gillingham, yeah. And then um, two teams that are going down 
next season. I'm going to be completely unsurprised if we all go with a pretty much a the same. I don't know, two out of maybe the same three. I reckon they're going to come out quite a few times here. So, uh, who's Danny gone for? He has gone for Barrow mm. and Colchester. Oh, Barrow and Collier. Okay. Jeffy, I'm presuming you've gone for Barrow. I've gone for Barrow just for the way that they behave. I think it's atrocious. So, yep. they deserve to go down. Anyone else? No, just Barrow. Two, two go down. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I just want Barrow to go <laughs> yeah, down. Barrow twice. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, prob- to be honest, probably Colchester as well. It doesn't look particularly oh, right. promising, does it? Okay. I mean, we're saying this. Give me a week and I'll be crying in a... Yeah, that, that, that's the issue, isn't it? We, yeah, we're just saying right. that Collier are going to go down and we play them next Saturday on, on Saturday. That's going to be lovely. Um, uh, I'm going to go for Barrow. Um, By the way, know. I'm never visiting Barrow again. So <laughs> uh no, I can I can see exactly where you're coming from with that one, mate. Um I, I it's hard, isn't it? Because obviously the last couple of years there's been teams that are quite obvious that are going to be down at the bottom. The drill's back. Drill it. Drill it. Whereas this year there aren't any, you know, major crises clubs, if you like. Um, so it's a bit more difficult. However, there's a part of me, and I'm going to go a bit left field here, but I'm going to go with Crawley, Barrow and Crawley, and the reason for that is that yeah, I think they'll they'll implode yeah, at some point. The crypto point. could be an issue. Yeah, I think if the money runs out very quickly, um, then it might all go disastrously wrong. They've also got a rookie manager as well, so I, I don't expect that to work very well. Uh, Neil, I am going to go with. AFC Wimbledon. Oh, okay. The Dons. The Dons. And I am also going to go for... Tension Mounts and Podcast Towers. Sutton United. Oh, he's gone for Sutton. On the basis, I actually don't think so. I think Sutton will probably be okay, but I'm I'm banking on them having like a second season syndrome. You know when... Okay. Mm -hmm. You know when a, a... team from the championship gets promoted to the Prem. They have a really good season, sometimes even make Europe. And then yeah. they get found out and the next season they generally get relegated. I'm hoping that's what's going to happen with Sutton. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's... So they had a good season last season, right? They performed quite well. They did. Um, I'm hoping that they're going to be found out this season. That's, yeah. that's what I'm going with. So I have a bit left field to try and do something different from Barrow or, or Colchester. Okay, lovely stuff. Um, do you guys agree with what we've come up with? Then, then do let us know. If you go on our Twitter, you'll see... The, um, the, the the little image there. You can just screenshot it, add in your predictions, and then send it back to us at Cobblers to Me on the Twitters. Um, that's it. Thanks very much for listening to It's All Cobblers to Me. You can get more from us on cobblerstome.com, including match previews uh, and opinion pieces. We're going to be doing a lot more often this season. And there's also information there on how you can support us through our Patreon. If you sign up for £5 a month, then you're going to get an extra podcast episode every week throughout the season. How good does that sound? Incredible. I know. Marvellous. Uh, the preview show returns this Friday. So I will see you then. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Oh, stay tuned for Daddy's Predictions. Cup.
There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Hello, everybody. It's me, Danny. I'm here in my secret location for my Giants Book Festival 2022. Almost been hit on the head by a book just then, but survived to give you some predictions for this year. Hope you're doing all right, by the way, all of you. You are all looking beautiful tonight, I can tell. And I'm going to give you some predictions for the upcoming season, which is 2022 to 23. Uh, NTFC league position is up first. I'm, I, I've been wavering on this, actually, for the last couple of hours. I don't know what it is. There's something about it. I've gone from being overly confident to being a little bit more unsure of myself. So I'm going to go third. Third for Northampton Town this season. That's still promotion, though. So it'll be all right. Don't worry about it, Charles. We'll be fine. We're going to go up on the last day of the season by winning 7-0 whoever we're playing on the last day of the season. I've completely forgot, which is great. But we're going to win 7-0 and go up. Um, what's next, Charles? What have you sent me next? The uh, NGFC top scorer. I'm going to go with my namesake, Danny. Danny Hilton has scored the most goals for Northampton Town this season. And I'm going to go, even with a bolder prediction, that he's going to score 20. Charles, 20 goals for young Danny Hilton, which is probably not a good thing that I'm predicting that. That means he's probably going to get injured within five minutes of the first game of the season. But there we go. The hex is on him now. Let's go to the next one. Winner League 2. Winner of League 2. Bradford City I've gone with. I've gone with Bradford. Mark Hughes's claret and yellow and whatever colour army they are. Mark Hughes is going to turn the fortunes of Bradford around once and for all. The sleeping giant's going to wake up and Mark Hughes is the man to take them back to League 1. It's going to be Bradford, I think, who's going to win League 2. Runner-up. I've gone four. And you're not going to like this. S- those slimy Stockport County money grabbers. They've got lots of it, they're going to spend it, and they're going to go all the way to second place. Stockport for second place. Third place, obviously, I've already said, the Mighty Cobblers. Playoff winner. Now, this is interesting. If you're still with me, you might have fallen asleep by now. I've gone with Walsall as my playoff winner. I'm going with a dark horse. We all love a dark horse, don't we, Charles? We love a dark horse. And I've gone with Walsall under the beady eyes of young Michael Flynn. I think it's his first full season in charge. I think he's going to surprise a few people. And I think Walsall are going to be up there. And they're going to win the playoffs. Down to the other end of the table, I've gone relegated. We've got to get rid of Barrow by whatever means necessary. Barrow have got to go. So Barrow are gone. And joining them, this might be another little bit of a surprise. I'm going Colchester. I think they've stalled a little bit. Lost one of their main players in Brendan... Wiradu Sarpong Wiradu someone they've lost him he's gone so Colchester are going down Charles and that's the end of my predictions I did see Ashley Hoskins here earlier but I think you you wouldn't appreciate speaking to him so it's just me there's my predictions there's my three minutes on the pod for this week and I'll see you again in a couple of weeks when I'm back from my sunny book festival we'll see you later goodbye Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. 
By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network.